0: Up 502, it is going down on a beautiful Saturday morning, it is Wake Up 502, Big X Sports Radio, this is your boy Rashawn Myers, joined as always in studio by the the magician himself on the ones and twos, uh, Mr. Roman, intern Roman, Roman, how you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing very well, how are you doing?
0: Man, I'm feeling jazzed, I'm feeling pumped, it's Super Bowl uh, weekend weekend. Uh, we got special guests coming in. We got Haven Harrington on location in Las Vegas uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, it, it just, I couldn't do better if I tried, brother. How, how are you doing?
1: You know, big day. Got a lot going on this weekend. Um, Louisville looking like a an exciting matchup today for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and like you said, we got some big news for everybody.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, I tell you what, folks, like it's been a wild, uh, you know, few days and, and, you know, leading up, there's been so much conversation talking about leading up to the Super Bowl. Everybody's just telling me how great Patrick Mahomes is. I was ready to just turn the radio off <laughs> and just be annoyed for the last <laughs> uh, couple of weeks li- listening to all this Patrick Mahomes love. So I am openly rooting and hoping that the 49ers ruin the Kansas City Chiefs party. I will just tell you all that off the top. So I am definitely hating uh, but we're going to get into the Super Bowl, uh, the, you know, the matchups. And I definitely want to get the predictions uh, from uh, Roman as well as Haver Harrington when he calls in uh, from location uh, there in Vegas, uh, giving me just kind of the temperature of the city as things, uh, you know, as we get closer and closer to kickoff. Um, and then, of course, as you said, Roman, uh, you know, Louisville basketball uh, back on the court today. Um, this is one of those rare opportunities where it feels like Louisville is the team um that people I don't want to say expect to win but this is a game that um especially for anybody who still holds out hope that that Kenny Payne is going to be able to uh, run it back for a third year this is a must win game uh this you know coming up this uh this uh, Saturday afternoon evening uh Louisville's got to find a way to get it done they got Georgia Tech coming to be under, the building the rambling Wreck Damon Stoudemire and 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 crew Uh, Coming in here, um, you know, a a Georgia Tech team that has, you know, they don't have one of the better records uh, in the ACC, but it definitely feels like they've been in a lot of games. Um, I kind of put Notre Dame and Georgia Tech both in that that category, both teams that come here uh, to play Louisville uh, at the KFC Yum Center. So, you know, with the Louisville team that's, you know, fighting for every win they can get, when you have an opportunity to get a win at home, uh they got to figure out a way to get it done
1: yeah not not some team that's crazy talented like more so than we are I'll, i almost want to say we still have the more talented roster yeah um one of those games where you know when you look at the last few games we've had if we if we can fight like that i, I don't you know it should be it, you, we can be in a position to win so
0: yeah i mean and there's not been many games where you can say that going in you know i mean that that's just i mean the the, the frank uh, you know, for frankly, it just has not been a situation where Louisville's been in a position where they've where you felt like, hey, you know, here's a game, here, here's a winnable game on the schedule. I mean, kind of the the two wins that came pretty much out of the blue. Uh, you know, we're you, where talking about on the road at Miami. Nobody really saw that one coming, and it felt like the Florida State game. Was kind of out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, nobody really <laughs> saw that one coming. So, I, and those are the you know Louisville's uh, two wins in conference uh, right now. So, you know, when, when you look at this team and, and where they're at um, right now, th- there's not been many opportunities where it says, okay, this is a game that Louisville should win. I'm probably going back to what the Pepperdine game. I'd say, uh, you know, the, yeah. everybody expected Should've that Louisville that. should be able to get the Pepperdine game. But this is probably the first game that Louisville's played since then where. You felt like they should find a way to win the game. If Kenny Payne um, has truly helped this team turn a corner, uh, you know, if they've really had the the chance to take this next step uh, as a basketball team, I mean, we've seen them come out, put up crazy offensive numbers over the last uh, several weeks, even through guys not being available. Of course, Sky Clark was not available a couple games ago, um, you know, and they found a way to get that victory uh, over Florida State. Uh, you know, then they come out and play another excellent offensive game against Syracuse on the road up in the Dome. Of course, they end up losing that game. But, you know, nevertheless, they played very well offensively um, but found a way to lose that game. I mean, if, if you're going to take that same momentum, you've got to find a way uh, to win this game. That, of course, is coming to you 6.30 p.m. tonight on the ACC Network. Um, so, you know, definitely Louisville needs to find a way to win this game and prove that they've in, that they've improved. I mean because I Roman like that that feels like that's been the biggest thing with this Louisville team is every time you feel like they maybe have taken some steps against, you know, I don't want to say great competition because the ACC, A, is down and B Syracuse is not a team that is they're not an NCAA tournament team. Let's yeah. be let's be frank about it, you know. Um, you know, you you would think that if they're playing better, then you should prove it against a lesser team and I think there's no doubt that um Georgia Tech is not a good team as Syracuse. So, if you played so well against Syracuse and you were life and death, you know, had a chance to win that game, then you should come home and you should beat Georgia Tech. Yeah. Like I don't care, I mean, and and, and this is a Georgia Tech team that we talked about, you know, that they've knocked off North Carolina. Uh, you know, this early is a Georgia Tech season, team yeah. uh, that has played some good basketball. I mean, you know, they're they're not the greatest team in the world, but they are a team that you know have has gotten better, uh, and they've played opponents extremely close. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of um, games you know decided by less than ten points in the ACC. They just seem to be one of those teams that can't get over the hump. But when they have, I mean, they win a road game at Clemson. You know, we, you know, we remember the issues that Louisville had playing Clemson. Uh, you know, this Georgia Tech team went on the road and beat that Clemson team. Okay, and then they knock off North Carolina at home. You know, that's a top five team that they beat. So when this Georgia—I mean, this is what this Georgia Tech team, honestly, and what they're doing this year—and you know, they don't have a great record. They're ten and thirteen. It feels to me like this—the season that Damon Stoudemire is is having with Georgia Tech this year. This was supposed to be what we expected from Kenny Payne. Exactly what I was thinking last year. You know, like, that's what we – we should have – you know, we expected to see improvement throughout the year. I mean, you know, and and a couple of upsets upsets here and there. I mean, they've knocked off Duke earlier in the year at home, and they beat North Carolina. I mean, that's – (laughs) the. You know, yeah
1: you you'd expect you know a couple wins S- in your signs conference, of progress, a few wins in your conference, a couple big upsets, and then a, like like you just said, a big sign of progress from the year. Yeah, I mean, they're ten and
0: thirteen, um so you know they are below five hundred, but they've shown signs and mm-hmm. they've shown signs of improvement. They have a very impressive freshman point guard that they're they're looking to build around, um and you know that that's who they are. So I mean, this is a team that's feisty, but not there yet, and I think that Georgia Tech fans um, would have to be pretty excited and pretty happy um, with with where they're at. Of course, you know, with having a losing record, you expect you want, you want them to be better, um, but I feel like they're still excited when you can knock off the two, you know the kings of of the ACC, yeah, if you hitters, will, for sure, yeah. you know, then that's the type of thing that, that gets you excited, you know, as a fan base moving forward. It's like, man, you know, we, we get some guys in here because, I mean, Georgia Tech doesn't have a great roster right now. You know, they have a couple of great uh, individual players, um, you know, but they don't have a great roster. So they're like, man, if we can do this with these guys, you know, we get us some better players next year, hit that transfer portal, we can get something going. Yeah. And that's the type of energy and excitement that, we were hoping to get from Kenny Payne last year that to get things rolling into this year, too. Unfortunately, we found out that last year was year zero and didn't really count. <laughs> so, you know, now we're trying to build that. same side, But I don't feel, I mean, I, you know, first of all, let me just tell everybody, if you want to get involved, 502-414-1450, that is the Thornton's text line. That is the best way to get involved with this. Uh, you know, if you have any thoughts, commentary, uh, you know, things that, that you want to get off your chest if you hear anything uh, that, that we're talking about, whether it be Louisville, Georgia Tech, whether it be uh, Super Bowl Sunday coming up with the Chiefs uh, and the 49ers. If you got th- have thoughts on that, uh, hit us up there. Make sure you go and check out one of any of the 82,643 local Thorntons uh, area locations uh, for the Best in Goodies, Groves, Big Gulps, Slushies, uh, you know, to two for four dollar cokes, you know, they always have the, the, the have the them. deals. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So whatever you need, check out Thornton's. Uh, I love the big Thornton's out on Blankenbaker Parkway because they get fresh donuts. Uh, every day. Uh, I used to go out there frequently and get me two donuts <laughs> every morning. That was when I was a a slightly bigger lad. <laughs> Don't do that anymore, but they are wonderful. They are very yummy. So make sure you check out our good friends at Thornton's. You can also give us a call on the Wake Up 502 Buzz line. Uh, that's 502-384-1450 as well if you want to give us a call and chat with us. So I would love to hear your thoughts uh, on anything that we have going on today. Um, also, we do have a very special guest uh, coming up in, in our number two, top of our number two. Uh, we have a, a I don't know, Roman. Do you think I should tease it or should I just tell everybody? Tease them. In?
1: Go ahead and give him a tease. We'll tell him oh. maybe before before we uh. There we go.
0: I like it. I like it. So we have a very special guest coming up. Uh, you know the Derby time is coming around. Um, so we have a very very exciting guest for uh, you know your your Derby one fifty. Um, you know, and I'll just say that I'm not gonna say who it is or what it's about. Uh, you know, but it is gonna be very very exciting uh, to have. Uh, that this guest come in, so super excited about that as well. So make sure you tune in because you know you never know what's going to happen on Wake Up Five O Two. You know, so it, it just, hey, hey, you know the, the Rashawn Myers tries tries to bring you people quality entertainment. So that's what we're gonna do. And I'm I'm very excited for this guest uh, upcoming. So we, we will get into that as well. But back to the, the back to the team, Roman. So all right, so so here here's where we're at. Here's the tail of the tape. So you know Kenny Payne has had flashes, okay? Um, you know, we heard we heard a lot of inspiration and enthusiasm after, you know, not a great start. You know, what was it? Five, five and seven in non-conference, I believe. Um, not a great start, but they came out, they get the big-time road win uh, versus Jim Larnega and Miami on the road, okay? And we saw a lot of um, excitement and at least some people saying, <clears throat> well, hey, hold up, maybe. <laughs> maybe Louisville's turning the corner, maybe uh KP is is gotten some got figured out something maybe this second half of the year you know it may not happen at the you know through this but through uh uh January there there might not may not be a lot of wins but it feels like Louisville may have found something then of course Louisville went on to lose every other game the rest of the month uh and kind of that enthusiasm went away uh okay Fast forward, they go and they knock off a Florida State team that was tied for first in the ACC, okay? And we've seen some people, you know, like I I don't call them the KP Mafia. You know, I don't call, you know, the people, the supporters of Kenny Payne and the folks that are very um, much pushing for a third year under Kenny Payne. We've heard those folks kind of get excited again after the Florida State win. And, you know, even though they lost – Um, to Syracuse, and I. Hey, let me tell you something. Let me just ask you about that Syracuse game. Okay, the goaltend.
1: That's that's tough. (laughs) That's a tough one. Do you think it's a goaltend?
0: It it absolutely wasn't a goaltend. It wasn't a goaltend. I don't think so either. Um,
1: I think we got robbed in broad. Well, I wouldn't say broad daylight,
0: but it was a situation where, basically, in my personal opinion, what happened was that it was absolutely not a goaltend. Um, and had it been called properly on the floor as just a clean block by Caleb Glenn, Syracuse got the put back anyway. The, the 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 Syracuse the second guy running down followed followed up the miss, put the ball back in. Syracuse would have been up too with you know just just uh, what two and a half maybe two and a half yeah, seconds left. Three seconds. Left. Yeah. Uh, well, what ended up happening? They call the goaltending goaltending Teddy Valentine and crew go review it. They see what happened, and to me, Roman, what happened was that they basically said, okay, so this definitely wasn't a goaltend, but by the letter of the law, if you miscall that situation, this is not like the NFL where they go back to see who had clear possession. So it's not like a situation where they say, okay, so this wasn't a goaltend. Did anybody get immediate possession after after the fact? Yeah, or did it, you know, or is it a jump ball? That's not the way they do it. Okay, so basically what happens is if they miscall that, it goes to immediately to a jump ball call. Louisville had the possession arrow. So the referees looked at it and said, okay, so if we call this, call this a goaltend, basically Syracuse is going to get screwed out of the two points they should have had because they had a guy that immediately got the putback,
1: even though that's not supposed to matter.
0: And that's not supposed to matter. No, yeah, as you said. And what basically happened was they were like, oh, okay, well, we don't want to completely screw Syracuse over, so let's just say that the, that it it was uh, the goal, it was a goal ten and just give them the two points. And that's basically what happened, in my personal opinion. And that that's completely the referees taking and making the the playbook their own and just kind of just doing what they wanted to do. And yeah. that's not their job. But, you know, with with TV Teddy Valentine on the call, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, that one was a tough one to bite. I, you watched it. It wasn't a goaltend, I don't think at all. And they were in a position to get through. That's what a buddy of mine was saying. He's like, it didn't matter if it was a goaltend or not. And I know, but it, I, I don't know. What would you have rather happened? I mean- would you
0: Honestly, the the rules are the rules. And would it have been fair of Syracuse to, to Syracuse to take away those two points that they got? No. But you know what? Louisville has been screwed over by the rules a yeah. billion times. Countless times. So, like, I'm not going to cry about Syracuse getting, you know, just having an unfortunate turn of events. Like, it's not the referee's job to try to right the wrongs of a situation. Like, I've never known the uh, ACC officials – in football or basketball, to worry about the spirit of the game. <laughs>
1: like that's, but that's what that, – you're right, and that makes it like almost like – then why, why not just fix your mistake? Why mess up that badly and then not fix it? At the end of the day, you made the wrong call, you jump ball. You made the wrong call. Yeah, jump ball. It's that simple. That's yeah. the rule. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Fix I mean, your that, mistake.
0: The game should have went to overtime because I, I I think at that point you know alternating possession gives the ball to Louisville and I think what basically happens happened. You know, it's the unfortunate. sky, sky clock runs down. Ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough to end the game like that, but you know, I I, I will say this, Roman, and, and you can give me your opinion. Louisville had like a seven point lead with I about. Was- Three and a half minutes ago. That's what
1: I was telling my girlfriend last night. Game. I said, that game was a winnable game and we shouldn't have been in that position. Yeah. And, you know,
0: they made so many. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they got down underneath that under four timeout and started panicking um, or what happened, but they had a seven point lead and just started having some inexplicable turnovers. Sky Clark was, you know, going way too fast. A
1: couple times. Some
0: weird shot selection and it just. They It seemed like they had really taken control of the game. And then they get to that under four-minute timeout, and they just lost their minds. And, and this is the thing, right, is that Louisville is in a situation, they have been this year, to where they have to be great, consistently great offensively because of how bad their defense is. I mean, this game set up. Let, let me tell anybody, if, if if anybody who's the betting public around Right now, if you're watching a Louisville game, bet the over every time. Because Louisville's basically trying to outscore everybody.
1: And these books in Vegas think Louisville's not gonna score fifty points. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. So like if you're if you're a betting man, bet the over anytime Louisville plays. Because I mean that was the matchup, right? Is that Louisville and Syracuse were both billed as two um, horrible defensive teams that were pretty good on offense. And it literally played out just like that. I mean, both teams ended up shooting over 50% from the field. I believe Louisville shot 55% from the field. Syracuse shot 60% from the field. Both teams shot like 45% from three.
1: And I want to say the line was at like 145, 146.
0: Total. Yeah, yeah. And, and they easily blew by that. <laughs> easily. And, and, you know, this has been what Louisville is. And, and like I said, I don't, in my personal opinion, people that say that I think that I see the growth in Louisville, I think Louisville's gotten better. Honestly, Roman, I don't think Louisville's any better than they were last year. Not at all. I think the
1: players have got more fight in them. Yeah, I That's think they have better really players. about it.
0: Yeah, I think that they're they they are better players. Um, you know, guys have grown. Mike James this year is much better than Mike James last year. Brandon Huntley Hatfield is worlds better than he was last year. Um, you know, and, and I think that bringing in Tyler Johnson, um, Sky Clark. And some of these other guys has really helped Curtis Williams Jr. Uh, you know they're just they have better players, but this is literally the same product that Kenny Payne put on the court last year. A team that you know he ended up especially uh, once ACC play started last year, Louisville started to find some consistency offensively. You know with with L Ellis being kind of the head of the snake, and then being able to get something from Jalen Withers, being able to get something from Mike James, and having enough offense to at least be above average offensively. But the, once again, the problem was they had a historically bad defense.
1: Yeah, you were just out trying, you were trying to score more every night. And yeah. Obviously, that's the point of the game, but it was to the point now where that was the priority. Yes.
0: Like, I just think the Louisville has more options this year than last year. They have a Curtis Williams. They have a Tyler Johnson. They have a Sky Clark. They have a Brandon Hatfield. There's That's four very good scoring options right now. Um, and that's basically what they've been resigned to is that, hey, we're just going to have to go out there and just put up buckets. Like, we're going to have to have. I mean, did you see the line that Tyler Johnson put up the other night when they beat Florida State? Like, 27 and 11? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's great Shooting for an like NBA. Like, 70 game. or 80% at halftime
1: or something <laughs> but like that. Like
0: th- that's, but that's what they have to do to win. Like, you can't have just say, hey, Tyler, can you just come out and have, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 points, you know, six or seven assists. Two or three rebounds and a steal or two, like that's a great game in college. But no, you have to be like Rajon Rondo, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like Rondo's best game in Kentucky. But you need to do that like every night to beat Come anybody. One of the
1: best games the Louisville guards had in a couple years. Yeah, like no nobody,
0: no Louisville player had ever done twenty seven and eleven, ever, ever, ever. Not Siva. No, twenty seven and eleven with. However many rebounds he had, it was like Tyler Johnson, the stat line that Tyler Johnson put up against Florida State, no one had ever done in the history of the school. That's crazy. And they needed that to, like, barely beat Florida State. They needed all of them. And, like, that's the whole thing. I mean, even last year when we saw, I mean, I can't remember the, the numbers for the game that L Ellis had against Clemson in the one game that they they, they won. You know that home game that everybody kind of points back to was the one "quote unquote" fun game at the KFC Yum Center last yeah. year. But like, it was an unbelievable game. Like, it was like, like L had like thirty. You know, what I'm saying not five a or six assists. Game,
1: not a type of game that Louisville can do. Every, you can't. Every yeah, night.
0: you just can't. You that can't be what you have to do to be able to be successful. Because <laughs> it's like, hey, can you just have like the put up the greatest numbers in the history of the school so we can kind of try to beat? a you know non-tournament team a team that's probably gonna end up in the cbi like i don't even know if syracuse will make the nit you know like can you do that to, to barely beat a bad team like and, and that's where louisville is unfortunately because of how badly their defense is playing right now and, and it's just it's a very unfortunate situation and you know it I, it's unfortunately something that i don't think can be fixed like louisville Unfortunately, defenses is, is a, the defense takes months to drill in. To be able to be a good defensive team, you have to have that defensive identity and you have to build for that throughout the whole summer. That's why, you know, under Those Rick stories Pitino, about Patino, I was yeah. just about to say, you used to hear it. He would hear him off week 1 from, from the, when they got on in the gym at the end of May for the first uh, you know, first summer school session. Patino was teaching them and in installing the defense. And teaching those guys how to scramble defensively, how to hustle defensively, and that's basically what they focused. How to like foul. Co- Coach P didn't even start really getting into the offensive side of the basketball until the season was just about started, and really didn't really focus on it until you know late January going into February. I mean, we kind of see him doing the same things with St. John's this year.
1: Well, but he preached so hard your defense creates your offense. Yes,
0: so. yes. I mean that that was what he preached. For uh, you know deflections. Uh, ball pressure, uh, understanding the different changing defenses, and just going out there Forcing and just late
1: shots in the shot clock. Do
0: definitely. not allow anything easy. You know, I mean, but that's that's a mentality that has to be instilled over months. And, and Coach Patino understood that. Of course, Chris Mack. That was where he, uh, you know, that's where he made his hay. Uh, was you know on that side of the ball. So you know, it's it's one of those situations where um, Louisville. De- defensively, I just don't think there's an opportunity for them to make a. Uh, tangible difference defensively. Unfortunately, I think they are who they are. So I do think that they're going. it's going to have to be a situation where they're just going to have to be playing great offense if they're going to find a way to get some of these wins. So, I mean, it, it starts um, this evening 630 in the KFC Yum Center versus Georgia Tech, but they're just going to have to come out there and just be great on offense as they have been. But
1: at the same time, look, you can't be letting any any guard go crazy against you either. You can't be letting somebody score 30 against you at on your home floor and just conducting a whole offense on you either. Like you said, you got to defense is not one of our things, but you know, be a D one team defensively at least.
0: Uh, that, that, that might be asking a lot, Roman. I mean, <laughs> I you're asking you're asking for a whole lot to go out there and be a Division one defensive team. I mean, that 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 just I don't I don't know if that if that exists. But I mean, I, I'm gonna tell you something. This this freshman Nathan George, um, he's averaging ten points, five assists, two rebounds, uh, coming into the game today. He's a, he's a freshman. Um, but the young man can go, okay, uh, and and he's a kid that I really like. Um, he's a kid that has shown me something uh, every game out, and he's the type of kid that 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 has been known to come in here. He's a, he's an aggressive, um, you know, downhill guard. He likes to get to the basket. He's very creative. He's a little wild, um, you know, and I think that that gets him in trouble a lot. They just got blown out at home versus uh, Wake Forest. I I, I know. <laughs> Louisville fans know something about getting blown out by Wake Forest. Of course, (laughs) Wake did the same thing to us earlier this year. But, I mean, George is the type of kid that can come in here and take over a game, Uh, you know, and they don't necessarily have a lot of um, great offensive players. But, I mean, unfortunately, Louisville has made average teams look very good offensively. Um, You know, it doesn't really – it's really hard to look at numbers coming into any game that Louisville plays because, I mean, then you have what was a kid named Bell – Bell has like seven threes and looks like freaking Clay yeah, Thompson yeah, against Allen Louisville. There, it's yeah. like, <laughs> so, you know, it's it, Louisville games are, it, it's funny. Like, I don't really do any, I have stopped doing game prep for Louisville games. Like, every game, I just go out and I'll just watch it and just say, like, well, what's going to happen this time? Because, like, I, I feel like it doesn't really matter. What I expect or what I prognosticate going into those games, because nothing ever really goes to script for the most part. Not at all.
1: Other than the t- like you just said a few minutes ago, that total, that total points yes. for the game has been the, one of the only consistencies. Yeah, the
0: only consistency is that there's just going to be terrible. Both teams defense. are usually
1: if we, good chance. Both teams score a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and and I'll have no idea exactly what's going to happen in terms of the flow of the game. I mean, you know, like I mean, like so have have we been paying attention? Uh, to what Brandon Huntley Hatfield's been doing, this dude's putting up like eighteen and fourteen, and he he went three or four from three point range against Syracuse the yeah. other night. I mean, dude looked like a a lottery pick. He's I mean he's gotten so much better, and it just I, it's it's weird. And I'm going to get into it after the break um, because I know we we are up against it for uh, for this uh, this first break, but um, it's been very interesting to see how much better. Um, Brandon Huntley Hatfield has gotten, and you know the the way that Tyler Johnson and and I want to talk about how that's, in my opinion, from what I'm seeing, changing the way people feel about this team and the way they feel about Kenny Payne. And I want to get Roman's thoughts on that when we come back. You are listening to Wake Up 502. This is Rashawn Myers, uh, intern Roman, taking care of you. Hopefully we'll be speaking with Haven Harrington, who is on location in Las Vegas, getting ready for the Super Bowl as well. Uh, We will get into that and much, much more. We'll be back on the Big X. You and that Mary Joy, yeah. I do
2: robotic,
0: futuristic George Jetson. Yeah, so I Just like you, in the blab, robotic kicking and flap. flavor, bit of batter, chitter, chatter, matter, bit of mad. I met your vibe, come my father. I got the data, turn your body into anthem ladder. Like welcome family. back in, welcome back in. This is Wake Up 502, Rashawn Myers, WXVW 96.1. We are the Big X, and this is Big X Sports Radio. Joined, as always, by intern Rodman. A little flavor in your ear. Craig Mack, 1,000 degrees. You'll be on your knees. You'll be burning big and please. That's one of my favorites but uh, roma what you know about the flaming
1: you're gonna have to give me a whole list of these songs <laughs> i need to go do some research on
0: oh man hey hey you know what i'm saying that old school hip-hop brother 90s hip-hop is my... I like
1: it i just don't know enough of it yeah, you know?
0: absolutely absolutely we gotta get you together i gotta you know you, hopefully you get you, you're taking some notes you need to start I mean, writing these joints down definitely yeah <laughs> you know what i'm taking saying? pictures of them and i type them in there you go there you go that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about but but before we went to the break and, and you know we, i know we were are starting to get some uh so some thoughts come in through the uh, the interwebs I believe, so make sure you continue to get those in five zero two four one four uh fourteen fifty would love to hear your thoughts on what's going on but before we get to that roman i I kind of teased a- a thought and something that I'm noticing with the uh, the Louisville fan base uh as we move into this next kind of or the I guess the final segment of the season now i mean we're we're less than ten games left in the year, so at this point the uh, you know, we Kenny Payne may be walking the green mile. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know how much he has left. You know, we're talking about uh very very few games left on the schedule. Um, so you know, with that being the case, every game is super important and every game matters. Uh, you know, for for any hope that Kenny Payne has for you know trying to do enough for for Josh Hurd to be able to say, you know what. I'm okay bringing this back for another year. This is only eight games left in the season. So, uh, you know, absolutely, uh, this everyone is super, super important. But one of the things that I've noticed, Roman, is that with some of the amazing numbers that guys have been putting up, the fact that now Brandon Huntley-Hatfield went from a guy who was starting to get that, you know, the dreaded B word, the bust label, after being, you know, a top ten player, McDonald's All American, one of the best players uh, coming out in his class, you know, now that he has kind of turned that around, and now that he's playing, looking like not only a guy who could get drafted, he's looking like a first round draft pick. He is. Like when I look at Brandon Huntley Hatfield, his size, his dimensions, you know how much better he's gotten playing on the block. His motor is now. That of a guy who wants to play hard all the time, which has never been his M.O. You know, he wants to dunk everything, and now he's stepping away and consistently knocking down a three ball. He looks like a guy that could definitely see a first-round selection this year. And what's interesting is that people see how much better Brandon Huntley Hatfield has gotten. People are seeing the, the, the ridiculous numbers that Tyler Johnson is putting up. Okay, Sky Clark, you know God love him. He he tends to have some issues where he tries to do too much, but he's been super clutch in hitting some big shots. That three that he hit to tie the game against Syracuse was unbelievable.
1: And, and when he does do too much, you know, occasionally it works. Sometimes we him doing too much is something we need. I will say he'll he'll go and get a bucket when we need one. It might not be pretty, but yes.
0: But I mean, but yeah, but he he makes things happen. You know, it's, it's sometimes you got to take the bad with the good. Um, But, you know, he's making things happen. And then, of course, Mike James gives you what Mike James always gives you. But now you also see, um, you know, Caleb Glenn uh, making some big plays, you know, the the rebounding, uh, you know, dunk putbacks and things of that nature. And you see the excuses of last year are no longer there. And I think one of the things that everybody kind of hung their hat on last year, we kept hearing it. What What was the issue that everybody said it was all about last year? with Kenny Payne on why he wasn't successful. He says the players. Yeah. They said did. it was the players. He did. Kenny Payne had the players, the players quit on him, the players just aren't good enough. They're not playing hard. They're not playing hard. Like those excuses are not available for this team. And what I've seen from the fan base, especially uh you know, here recently, is that Kenny is getting the maximum effort. Like, there's not a player out there for Louisville this year that feels like they've quit, that they've given up, that they're not giving everything they have. And yet and still with that, these special performances that, that we're having, people are saying that, man, these guys are good. These players are good. These kids are putting up unbelievable numbers, and we're still losing. And to me, I'm starting to feel a lot of, man, if Kenny can't, if this is the best that Kenny can do, and these guys are giving everything, like what are we doing?
1: He reminds me like Doc Rivers almost.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah.
1: In terms of like how he, what you what you're gonna hear him say after a loss or even after a win, it's like he just
0: everything is always the same. It's just fight. We're gonna keep drilling. And we're gonna fight. Like that's that. Yeah. You could just take you take a tape recorder. Of just Kenny saying we're gonna you know
1: have more fights, yeah, Show more fights. We're gonna keep
0: drilling the defense, and we're just gonna we just gotta keep fighting and playing for one another. That's literally every Kenny Payne press conference every day.
1: It's like every Doc Rivers timeout interview too. <laughs> you know, but and I, I, it does. It feels like
0: people are get, like it, it. To me, it seems like that that player excuse is going away. Yeah, and because the player excuse is going away, and you're still seeing these losses pile up. Uh, over and over again like that that was the one thing against Syracuse where it felt like yes did they get screwed on the call yes but you know what we shouldn't have been in that position and it's ridiculous that we have these kids playing this well offensively and they still lost And, and it just it was a bit of a turn it was a it's it's nuanced and it's it's a small tweak you know but it really feels like Some of the people are like, this is ridiculous. Because how well Louisville played offensively against Syracuse, I think people are like, you know what, we shouldn't have lost the game. We shouldn't have lost the game. There was no reason to lose that game. That's ridiculous. And that's kind of the feeling that I got watching that game. You know, and that was kind of the feeling that I've heard on the radio airwaves is that just kind of people resign to like this is ridiculous. How do you lose that game? If we can just what'd you say, Roman? What what kind of defense did you said a division one play defensive some division team? Division one defense. <laughs> if you can just play Division one defense, we would have won that game. And that's what it feels like. Like people it feels like people are just like, yeah, this is ridiculous. Like we can't keep doing this right here. How we're doing it. <laughs> and and that that's uh, it's a change and, and like i said i know it's a small change but it's definitely a difference in philosophy like like what what do you think about that like like do you feel like the the player's excuse is going away and if if it is like how does that make you change how you feel about what's going on with Kenny Payne right now
1: well i think part of the reason why people should be more prone to looking at it as if it's not the players is that you look at where we were at the start of this season and where we're at now. These players clearly got to a point where they were fed up with losing. They were fed up with how they were losing. And like you said, they don't seem like they've even, you know, stopped listening to Kenny. If, if anything, they might be even listening more than another point in this season. Yeah. And that's like your, I think, a testament to the players more so than anybody, that they have showed some resiliency. They have tried to figure out how to operate within each other and what they need to do um, because – I don't think Kenny Payne's going out there and conducting some new offense for Tyler to get 11 assists. You know what I mean? He's out there playing hard. He's finding the open man. He's being patient. He's, he's doing something differently than what he was being told to do the first 20 games of the year. And it's worked. And I think that those changes that these, you know, same with Huntley Hatfield, I think some of these guys have realized that it's on them. Yeah. Like, it, it
0: does. It feels like they're giving everything that they can
1: to, to Kenny. Because I thought that locker room was gone two months ago. And then you look at these two months, the past, not to say that they've been a great two months, but a couple almost wins, a couple wins. You know what I mean? It feels
0: like these kids are giving their heart and soul to Kenny Payne right now.
1: And I think they want to try to figure it out for their own sake. You know, I think a lot of these guys, I I don't think anybody's, you know, everybody has something they're going to be trying to do next year, whether that's transfer, next level, overseas, who knows. But, you know. They want some. They want to change, and they were they were ready for it, and they've made it happen themselves. I think this is a testament to like if you if you've really been paying attention to Louisville basketball, yeah. I think this is every reason to agree that Kenny Payne should be gone, even yeah. more so. You it, look at oh wow, wait, he's had this talent all year. Yeah,
0: it, it started. It feels like it's starting to turn from. People saying, man, I feel sorry for Kenny because these players no, I feel aren't, aren't, sorry for aren't good enough. Players. Now it's, yeah, exactly. It feels like now it's like, no, I feel sorry for these kids because it really feels like these kids are giving everything they have right now.
1: And and that's why I came in today, like, before we went on air and said, I'm excited about this game today because I want them to go out there and find a win. I think they've, I don't, I don't want to say deserve or even earned, but they've played hard the last... I want to say four times they've been out, five times they've been out, and in the last the handful of losses they've had, you can look at either the first half or second half. They've had a, one of those halves was better. Louisville play better than one of those halves usually. You know, yeah. it's, un, it's unfortunate when it's the second half and you're down, you know, 15 going into halftime, and you <laughs> right. know you outscore the other team to to lose by seven, and you know what I mean. But it's like. They can we can play with anybody. It seems like at this point. Yes. Um, no. I mean, they so. they
0: they had their moments against North Carolina. Like they did. Like there's not been a game where Louisville has been overwhelmed at, by talent. Like there's not been a single game this year. I don't care. You look
1: at the first six minutes of Kentucky, where yeah. you look like our effort was better than theirs so and yeah. their energy was higher. Yeah.
0: I mean, and, and and that's the one thing that I will say about this team. There has not been a game this year where the other team just seemed like they had too much talent and that it was the their talent that beat Louisville. There's not been a game this year. I don't care if it's Kentucky. I don't care if it's Duke. I don't care if it's North Carolina. It's always been structural situations, you know, yeah. like the, the the ability to go out there and play cohesive offense, cohesive defense, you know, take care of the basketball, execute a game plan, play hard and play together and play with effort and, and consistent passion, you know, those types of things. And, and that's where it really feels like the players, you know – And it's funny to say, the players going out there and really giving everything to Kenny Payne, and I feel like a lot of these games really, a lot of these players really love Kenny and are here doing everything they can. I mean, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, make no doubt about it. Brandon Huntley-Hatfield loves Kenny Payne. He appreciates everything that he's done for him, and he's playing his best inspired basketball of his career because of Kenny Payne. And it's funny, but because these players have played so hard for him and are playing so much um, to give him everything it's actually working against him yeah <laughs> it's it's working against them because you have these players that are just ripping out their hearts and leaving them on the floor and they're getting nothing to show for it yeah. in terms okay. of results
1: that's tough that's tough but i think it's for the people like us who who want a big change and not yes. you know some change from within we want a structural change with how the organization's being operated right now yes um we, we see it for what it is. We can see that this is some a coach who doesn't have, like well, the three things that you just said, their resiliency, their their ability to play with compassion, and and their fight, right? I yes. I, I truly believe that's all not self-taught, but self-earned this season. Yeah, oh yeah. Those players. They didn't have that at the beginning of last year. The players that have it this year didn't have it last year, you yeah. know, that we have. Uh, Huntley Hatfield. I, I, I'm, I'm now he's one player that does, in my opinion, have he's benefited directly from Kenny. he mm-hmm. seemed to have been coaching him a bit different than the other players. I want to say almost. Oh,
0: he's definitely given Brandon way more rope and way more. Uh, <laughs> you know, and that's a weird chances.
1: weird thing. <laughs> Good for 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 uh, Brandon for sure, and I, yeah. and I hope it benefits him in the long run. Yeah, it but, definitely
0: feels like Brandon's been the the, the pet project of Kenny. Why Payne? has
1: that been the only jump? You know, in 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 the players, you know, from last year and it seems like, like, genuine jump from to proving what they should, right? Um, and I just feel like that's all self – they've all learned what they need to learn for themselves this year.
0: Well, I, I think, honestly, I think what it is is that I think Kenny – Kenny has some ability, but I think his his abilities are best utilized in individual instruction. Like he feels like he relates with the players very well. He feels like he's definitely good at motivating I was individual to say, is players. He's a good motivator. Is that yeah, what it is? I, I think it is. I think he I think he's a good individual motivator, which is why these guys are playing so hard for him. But I think that Kenny is much more of a um a, a player development guy than he is a coach or organizationally. I just I, I you know different guys have different skill sets. It's kind of like when you see and I can't believe that Chip Kelly the the coach of UCLA decided that you know what I don't want to be a head coach of a team that's now moving to the Big Ten. I want to be an offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Didn't see that coming. That that was the news yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but to 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 put that under the point of reference with Kenny Payne, sometimes guys are better coordinators than they are head coaches. And in Kenny's uh, case, he some guys are better player development guys than they are head coaches. And, and I think that is where Kenny – Kenny's very good at motivating. He's very good at relationships. He's very good at, you know, the interpersonal relations between player and coach. I think he's really good at that, and that's why these guys want to play for him so much. But I think the overall scheme globally of being a head coach – especially at a, a you know a factory basketball factory like Louisville is where you know you're not just a coach you're a politician you know what I'm saying you're a, a fundraiser you have to be a comedian you, you get have some to
1: say so and how the operations you, ran. it's 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 bigger than
0: life right like being the head coach at the University of Louisville it, you know requires you to wear a lot of different hats and Kenny's not interested in wearing any of those hats outside of you know I'm going to get my players better and I'm going to motivate them to do better like that's the only part of the job that Kenny wants to do.
1: Yeah, he doesn't like he's show him how to win. Like you know he want to do no, that part. No, no, no. He did. well,
0: I I mean honestly, I just think that that's not a strength of his. It's not. You know, and, and I think that's the problem is that Kenny is definitely a relationship guy and he's definitely motivation guy, but he's just not. He would do better. I mean, because Charlie, I I feel like that was a lot of what Charlie Strong was was a great relationships guy and a great motivational guy. I don't think that Charlie Strong was the best X's and O's guys, but that's why he had Vance Bedford. You know that's why he had, um, you know, Sean Watson taking care of the offense. That's why he had a very very strong coaching staff around him while he was here at Louisville, and that's what made it successful. You know, he was the motivational guy. He was the rah rah guy. He was the guy that was willing to go out in front of the cameras and and get the guys hired, you know, fired up. But he had a great staff that you know did the X's and O's and took care of their individual responsibilities. And it, it feels like Kenny Payne. With his staff, it really just doesn't feel like he needed a very strong bench Yeah, coming into this. And it really felt like Kenny did a lot more um, symbolism hires. You know, it was good symbolically to go out there and get Danny Manning. It was good symbolically to go out and get Nolan Smith. Um, you know, I really feel like Josh Jameson, the third coach, was kind of like a favor for Nike <laughs> more than anything because they were buddies at Oregon. Um and it just he did not put the bench strength around him necessary to be able to be successful. He, he, he had the opportunity to hire two additional bench coaches this offseason. And it, rather than going out there and finding more bench strength, he just promoted Milt Wagner, who wasn't coaching anything before he got the job here at Louisville. You elevate him to a bench coach, and then you take a video coordinator, uh, another kid that has no experience coaching, and you elevate him to a bench coach as well. Like, that was the decisions that you made on the people that you were going to help support. And it just really feels like Kenny wanted to put it all on himself, that he felt like he knew what he needed to have.
1: And sometimes people got to learn the hard way. You know, maybe I, yeah. you can't act, come in and act like Kenny Kennedy came in and was going to say, saying that I'm going to be this basketball savant coach and, you know, bring you all to a championship. But at the same time, you know, like he – he had to learn something. He had yeah, to learn I mean, what he was.
0: The, I mean, and that's what he decided to do. And I mean, people asked him if he was going to make changes after the season last year. You know, what are you going to make any changes to your coaching staff? And Kenny came out and blat, you know, blatantly said, You know what, I have the I feel like I have the best coaching I, I have the best coaching staff in America. <laughs> coming off a four twenty eight season. That was what Kenny Payne said. And and that's what Kenny Payne really believes. He believes he has the best coaching staff in America. And, you know, at that point, you can't make a guy make good decisions, you know. And, you, you you, know, what you don't know, I guess you just don't know, and I don't think Kenny realizes that he does not have the tools necessary to get things done. And, unfortunately, I think that's going to be his undoing. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think that that's going to be uh, the unfortunate story of Kenny Payne is going to be hubris you know, like I said, he's a guy who come is that is very nice and very, um, you know, he's easy to talk to very and has a great smile. Understanding of players, but he knows
1: how to watch a player, he can tell who's good. He has a lot of good facts. Absolutely,
0: I mean, but his hubris is going to be what loses him his job. The fact that he really felt like he had all the answers and didn't need any help, <laughs> like that's going to be the part that loses him this job at the University of Louisville. Is going to be the fact that he just never, he always thought he had all the answers and he didn't need any help from anybody. Like, you know, even Jawan Howard went out there and got Phil Martelli uh, to help him uh, on the bench, you know, and, and a lot of these guys that have been successful, we saw Penny Hardaway brought in Larry Brown uh, when he first took the job at Memphis because Larry Brown was a successful um you know tenured coach
1: these first time head coaches are are younger younger in the sense of how long they've been doing it head coaches yes they usually come get someone who knows the game better than them
0: yes And, and kenny didn't do that you know kenny just went out and got a bunch of guys who were former players that you know were great players but didn't have experience on the bench as a successful head coach that's true you know i mean danny manning uh, you know, was okay at Wake Forest, but you know he wasn't there. Wasn't nothing home to write, you know, write home about. Like there are none of these guys on the on the bench have been great, successful head coaches, and and, the, and that's going to be the unfortunate part of it. And when you see, you know, the way Tyler Johnson and Brandon Huntley Hatfield and Mike James and the rest of these guys, Scott Clark are playing this year, and how well and how hard they're playing, you feel sorry for them because it's like, man, like they're being let down from the top down. And I think that that's where the biggest change has occurred. And I think that's going to be something that we have to watch today. As, as I've continued to talk about, this is absolutely a must-win situation for the University of Louisville. This Saturday. if, you know, the the, the the Kenny Payne supporters, if anybody who wants to see Kenny Payne have a year three, I feel like you can't lose this game today if, if that's going to be a conversation that you can even try to have. I personally think the conversation is over anyway just because –
1: I mean, it shouldn't even it shouldn't even be like, but that, it's, it's astonishing that there's so many people yeah out there that still they're still trying want to see it, and I'm just like, he's not going to win 20 games. I mean, in you're years. you're
0: seven and 16. You're seven and 16, and there are people that are still holding out hope that well, maybe you know, like we, we got to start
1: seeing his full record. <laughs> yeah, we got to start seeing the whole record of his time at Louisville, and then maybe people just there there should be some. I, that's an eyebrow race for the yeah. University of Louisville. Yeah. In two years' time to win that many games. Um,
0: yeah, you just, can't finish in the basement of the it's ACC un, two It's years unacceptable. Around. It's so, unacceptable. I mean, you know, you've got to find a way. I mean, like I said, you have Georgia Tech, Louisville, and Notre Dame. Those are those teams are the last three teams in terms of ratings in the conference right now. And Georgia Tech comes into the KFC Yum Center today, 6.30 p.m., ACC Network. Um, so, you know, with, with that being the case, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to see – uh, are, do does Louisville have something in the tank? Are they going to be able to get it done? Are they going to be able to find a way to circle the wagons and finally get, um, you know, the, another win, get their third win in conference? That's going to be the question mark. Um, you know, is, is Kenny Payne going to have another day to fight? Um, I don't know, but but we'll we'll find out. But I tell you what, man, we are coming up against it. Our, our number two upcoming, we do have our special guest upcoming. Make sure you stay tuned, people. It's going to be worth listening to and worth holding out for. So, you know what? This is Rashawn Myers, intern Roman, Haven Harrington on assignment in Las Vegas, getting you ready for the Super Bowl. This is Wake Up 502. Hey, and we'll be back.
1: Now, Red Solo Cup is best receptacle for barbecues tailgates fairs and festivals and you sir do not have a pair of testicles if you prefer drinking from glass hey red solo cup is cheap and disposable in 14 years they are decomposable and unlike my home they are not
3: foreclosable freddie mac and kiss my ass Woo. <laughs> red solo
1: cup uh-huh. i fill you up
0: let's, let's have, have a party, party.
1: Let's
0: have a party. <laughs> I
1: love you. I'm oh, so
0: welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. Wake Up I 502. It is going down. Rest in peace, Toby Keith. One of my favorite songs. I love Toby Keith. So unfortunate to hear of his passing. But uh, he definitely left us with a lot of very fun, memorable songs. We are back. Wake Up 502. Rashad Byers, turn Roman, take care. You're 96.1 FM. We are the Big X uh, we, we do have our, our guest incoming, uh, so we're just doing like a short segment. This one will be a short segment before we get uh, him set up uh, to, to bring him uh, to, to the uh, radio airwaves um, and get him uh, together. But I, I tell you what, Roman, uh, you know, getting ready. We're getting ready for, for, the you know, this Super Bowl. We got the Chiefs we have the 49ers you know just from your your people from from your friends group from the people that you've been around when you've been running around town like how are you feeling like it really seems to me like this has been a very much a, a Kansas City Chiefs um, everybody's just throwing a lot of love on the Chiefs and it's so much so that it just really feels like everybody's just kind of dismissing the 49ers right now what what how have you felt just over the last 2 weeks about how people have talked about this.
1: So, you know me, I'm friends with a lot of betting guys and stuff. Yes. Um a lot of them like you just said, they like they're not even acknowledging Mr. Irrelevant. And um I will say this, if the 49ers go into this game not trying to acknowledge Mr. Irrelevant, he is going to slowly but surely pick them apart, I'm afraid. Um because the the 49ers offense is so so high powered. They can get yards in so many different ways that, and like, I don't remember if you said, if you remember what you had said about how the Chiefs played the Ravens in that first quarter. If the 49ers come out like that against the the Chiefs and score first and, and, and get that first stop, yeah. now you're looking at a totally different game. You, any That doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter what game it is. If a team is expected to do something in their first two drives and neither one of those happens, you know, yeah. Now they're 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 their eyebrows raised. They're shaking up a little bit. I think if the Chiefs go into this game, you know, just trying to overlook the 49ers and or only game plan for McCaffrey, the other weapons will hurt them. Now, do, will those weapons hurt them enough to beat them against, you know, Mr. Patrick Mahomes who's been here, who's done it, um, who knows what it takes? I don't know. I really don't. I think you'd be crazy to think that he couldn't get the job done at this point. But uh, it, it's tough for me. He, play, he played. He played the best team in the NFL last week. Was, yes, with seventeen points. So when you look at that, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I, I, I don't want him to win. But I've kind of. I've learned. I'm not going to let what happened with Brady happen with Mahomes. I learned my lesson with Brady way too late in his career. <laughs> I'm not going to let that happen now. This is the only player at that tier right now, of that Brady echelon level quarterback, and um. You know, it, I would be surprised either way. I would be surprised if because of how I think the Chiefs are going to have to win. I think that will be a surprising game and if the 49ers get it done, I'll be surprised just cuz no one thought they would. Um, but I will say a lot of my friends think the 49 or the Chiefs are going to win. They're not really looking at the 49ers like anything's going to happen. I do have a couple buddies who are thinking 49ers are going to blow them out, you know, and they kind of feel irrational when they're saying it. <laughs> yeah. But um I don't. Is it is it bad that I don't care? Is it bad that I don't even want to watch? No,
0: it? it's not at all. I I have I have really tried to fight to get interested in this Super Bowl. Uh, you know, still licking my wounds from the uh, the Ravens' loss. Uh, really felt still. more like the Ravens lost more than the uh than the Chiefs won it in my personal opinion. So like, kind of the revisionist history of now that you know Patrick Mahomes is just this unbeatable god that. You know, can do no wrong, and he just basically ascended from heaven to to play football, so we could all be witnesses. Like, it's just becoming a bit much, it is. and you know, it's, it's
1: tough to watch.
0: It. it I mean, and I it's respect like greatness. Though. As you said, they scored seventeen points. I mean, they, they literally the got shut out.
1: They gave us the chance to win. Yeah, the
0: Ravens. The Ravens definitely did a lot to lose that game. So, I mean, you know, it, it's just it's become so. Much of a a Patrick Mahomes love fest that I'm just kind of like okay, cal- like just calm down. Like I, I give Patrick Mahomes and crew credit, but you know that there was a lot of Ravens mistakes that were that were key in how this whole thing happened and how this whole thing went about. So yeah. let's just let's just keep that in mind. You know, like I just I would really like for there to be a little bit of. Contextual thing, like rather than just say, "Oh, we, we were just full." Like nothing that the you know that everybody has forgotten the fact that the Chiefs acted like babies all year, and when things weren't going they were their way, and they weren't playing well. How. You know, Patrick Mahomes was showing his behind, and you know all of the whining by yelling all of the, the players, team, like
1: yelling at the coaches, yelling at the refs. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, like so now, every now it's gone from that to just oh my gosh, like how could we ever think this? They were just yeah, setting everybody like it was, up. There like was some
1: twelve win team that, that was in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you know, there was a chance that they weren't sure if they were going to be in a wild uh, absolutely. card. Absolutely, you know, they, they didn't know what was going to happen for a minute.
0: Absolutely, yes. And I,
1: I I think in terms of prediction for the for this game you have to just look at the lions 49ers game. I think if the if the chiefs come out like those lions did, they won't give the 49ers a chance to come back. Yeah. And if the 49ers come out in this first, like come out and started the game like they did in the second half of that game or after that that one fourth down, the incomplete to Reynolds, the 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 way that the 49ers played after that point on, if they start the game like that, we're going to be looking at a great Super Bowl matchup. Oh, yeah. But no. if they if they come out and let Patrick Mahomes score 24 points in the first half, that game will be over.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I mean, it's it's going to be very interesting to see if the 40 – because the 49ers are primarily a, a zone defensive team, just like the Raiders like to do with Mike McDonald. And we saw how that really hurt the Ravens and burned them in terms of going out there, trying to run that zone and watching Patrick Mahomes pick them apart the first couple of drives. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the 49ers make some – uh, you know, change some things up and change some wrinkles. Because at the end of the day, I think that the, the you know, understand this. Unlike the Baltimore Ravens, the 49ers are going to give McCaffrey the football. They're going to give McCaffrey the football came. early and often. And, you know, at the end of the day, the Kansas City Chiefs still had the 18th rated rushing defense in the NFL.
1: And that could be the difference maker right and, there. And that, that right there,
0: yeah. Like that, that right there is where – this game could definitely be won um, because, you know, the, the 49ers do have one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. And with the fact that they, they are going to get Christian McCaffrey the ball a lot, um, I don't think that they're going to fall into the trap of let's just let, you know, Brock Purdy win the game. Like, that's not the way they're set up. No. So I I really would just caution people that think that this is going to be some sort of Patrick Mahomes no, coronation. That's
1: crazy you said that. I was telling a buddy about – in my podcast, a Real Spill Podcast on YouTube, if anyone's interested. me and a let, buddy him know, mine, let him know. Let them know. Me and a buddy of mine are on there, our first NFL segment ever. Um, was the first time we've ever covered any NFL. We were. I was telling him on there, I'm like, if it's Brock Purdy versus Mahomes, Mahomes will win the game. If it's the Chiefs versus the 49ers – now we're going to, you know, now we're talking. Um and I think it comes down to that. Can can the 49ers get everyone involved? Can 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 McCaffrey have one of those MVP like games um that he was having all year? And if they can, I, I like the 49ers. I really do. But I think if it comes down to Bur- Purdy versus Mahomes, which is so so simple for a Super Bowl to do to come down to the the QB and the throws they've got to make. I mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And i tell you what, we're going to get into more of that breakdown. We're going to take a quick early break um, so we can go ahead and get, get our guests all set up and ready to roll. You are listening to Wake Up 502, 96.1 FM, Big X Sports Radio. Rashad Myers, intern, Roman, take care of you, and we'll be right back on the Big X. Where
2: have we
3: of the mighty souls of mischief crew, I'm
1: chilling with my man Festo, my man A-Plus, and my man Bo. You know he's dope. Yeah. And right now, you know we're just maxing in the studio. We're yeah. hailing from East Oakland, California, and um, sometimes we, it gets a little yeah. hectic out there. But right now, <laughs> well, you know we gon' up you on how we just chill. Yeah. Dallas,
2: seven digits. Call up Bridget, her man's a midget.
3: And
0: welcome back in, welcome back in, 96.1 FM, Big X Sports Radio, Rashawn Myers, Intern Roman taking care of you this morning. This is Wake Up 502 and we have a very, very special guest in the building, Little John of Little John's Derby Jewelry. Little John, how are you doing this morning, sir? hey
4: Richard I'm doing wonderful little John here doing great
0: I, I, I see you're over here you're in the building I'm super super excited to have you in I'm looking you're looking through all these amazing photos over here so first of all can you kind of tell us what you have going on I, I, I see all these you have a contest that looks like this going on we have all these pictures what's happening
4: so uh, my wife Missy asked uh, the public on Facebook to, to uh. Send us a picture with your sunglasses on, some bling on, uh, trying to uh, replicate how little John, how I dress, and things like that. I like to dress. Uh, uh. You have a style. You have a
0: style. Thank you. Thank you. I like to
4: look uh, amusing in a commercial and, <laughs> and in real life. So what everybody did was submitted pictures on Facebook. A lot of people got involved, and they have all these shots of, like, once again, you're supposed to I mean, like, look like little John, the way he dresses. And so we got all kinds of like pictures here I mean we got family pictures (laughs) we got pictures on the beach and we got people doing uh, crazy wigs and stuff Mike Benson's got a crazy wig on here I love it then the the next guy uh, uh, Maya Russell is dressed in uh, a two piece suit looks like stepped out of GQ, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of c a j looking like old school cat. Yeah,
0: and you gotta have the bling. That's the biggest thing, right? You gotta the have the bling in there. And they
4: got kids with bling. They photoshopped
0: uh, the children wearing absolutely the, the bling
4: and their parents' Rolex and stuff. So everybody's getting involved in it, and uh, it's fun to yeah. be. If you win, the winner gets okay uh, a ten karat gold uh, semi solid chain. So that's kind of neat. Really, a little,
0: a little inducement for him. Okay, okay. So, so now I'm here. When I'm hearing this, if I have a chance to, to you know, to, to win a contest, I may have to send in my own Facebook picture. It's not too you late. know, if I find me some bling, some bling in there myself. I, you know, because I, I I love your style uh, absolutely. You know, you have you have a, a very distinctive look. So I, I like that. Now, how, how did you decide to come up with this contest? Like, what was the brainchild uh, around, around this? How'd you come up with it? I didn't. We asked the uh, an
4: executive here in Louisville named Troy Miles about what to do. Okay. And Troy gave my wife uh, advice. I, I pretty much just, I like to sell jewelry and trick people out in the dripping diamonds and stuff. That's what I care about. So Swag. She has to do all this stuff. Yeah. My wife, Missy, has to do all this stuff. She coordinates stuff with uh, all the companies we deal with and things, and that way I can just focus on the work. Do, do your thing. Absolutely.
0: Hey, nice. you know, they say if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life work at all i heard that goofing off all day absolutely so so let me ask you okay because i'm very interested of course uh this being a sports show uh you know of course derby 150 is right around the corner i am i am sure that you're gonna have some requests for some very interesting jewelry for derby 150 you know they've been building this up you know, it's a big deal. Oh, it's a huge deal. So I, I know that I, I'm sure you get all kind of interesting requests. Uh, you know, wh- whether it be Derby related specifically, university of Louisville has a lot of players and athletes. Yeah. We're right next to yeah just, you know, talk about some of those interesting requests that you've gotten.
4: Now that you mentioned, uh, Derby and the U of L athleticism, we get a lot of those football players that come in here and the baseball players. And it's kind of neat. Uh, it's, it's really neat because we get to deal with these young guys here and, uh, what we have to offer and yeah. have stuff custom made and then as far as Derby Derby is the most awesomest thing for Kentucky it brings all that revenue in oh yeah so uh, Derby is a big deal and people treat it like no other They spend whatever it takes we'll make some custom jewelry we'll, we'll start actually we already started on a few projects so we'll you know they'll wear a diamond ring that might be as much as their hat which is They'll spend whatever it takes to, to spend enough to buy a used Toyota on their hat. <laughs>
0: it's a big deal. That's why. So, all right. So, I'm sure that you've had some wild requests for, for jewelry over the years. I don't know if it's, you know, maybe a necklace for a dog or, or something crazy. Like, what's the weirdest thing that somebody's asked for you to put together for them that you can think of off the top of your head?
4: We've well, had made some dog jewelry.
0: <laughs> really?
4: And someone talked about some dog piercings to pierce on their ears.
0: Dog piercings?
4: Um, I didn't really look into it. I just.
0: I've never it. known that. I didn't even know you could pierce a dog. I that's... didn't think you could either. Th- that's uh, funny. Someone did bring
4: it up once. Uh, strange things like that. And then some of our peers had. They'll ask us to wrap teeth. We'll have to do things with. Uh, okay. We do a lot of things with remembrance. Okay. Uh, remembering someone after someone passes. Absolutely. We'll put things in certain ash, ash holders made out of solid gold with diamonds. We'll do things really interesting, putting them inside a cross or take their jewelry and redo it and repurpose it to something else. That's a big deal too in, uh, in our market being so close to church of Don's we meet a lot of people, uh, from all over the world. So it's wonderful to be involved in the jewelry business at this day and age when people like to uh, show off, uh, their ornaments in the form of jewelry.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's Derby. That's what we do. It's all about flossing. I mean, everybody, it's the funniest thing about Derby is that everybody knows that Derby's a horse race, right? But at the end of the day, most people don't even end up remembering who won the Derby. It's all about what they were wearing. You know, what kind of hats you had on? What was the jewelry looking like? Um, like, what is your biggest thing that you love about what you do and around, whether it be the Derby, like what, what is the the most, like the most important thing to you like, why did you get into this?
4: I got into it because I like the way a person looks when they're well put together, their hair is combed and they might have some expensive jewelry on and And not, I mean, less is more sometimes and sometimes more is too much, but sometimes it's okay also to be just literally dripping in precious metal and gemstones. So it's all up to the individual and their particular taste and what, what works for them. It's different for everybody. I mean, someone would, if I like to try to look like uh, someone else, I might look I might pull it off. I might look dumb and vice versa. So it's kind of neat. Everybody's an individual, and that's how they show their individuality is by requesting special types of jewelry to wear to distinguish themselves apart from the rest of the crowd. If yeah. you like to do that, you need to see me because Little John will hook you up.
0: So you can basically take care of any, anybody from the single, you know, the single little herringbone all the way up to Mr. T. You Anything can handle you wanna, everybody. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Whatever you do yeah. <laughs> That's all, all right. So, so where is where is Little John's Derby uh, Derby Jewelry located? Just so anybody who does not know, uh, you know, you can get that information out there so they can come see you and get them hooked up with you know, the bling.
4: We're right on uh, Third and Summit Parkway, so uh, we are. I'm looking at the Twin Spires. Right Those next around, to Churchill Downs. Oh, fourth on fourth and central avenue so i can see the twin spires oh yeah uh, we're in between cardinal stadium and churchill downs we get to see all the action going that way or leaving that way and it's a lot of fun to be in that area fourth and central right by churchill downs you can't miss us if you make a wrong turn and just just holler out the window to somebody on the street there's all people walking around just asking where little john's is They'll, point you they'll direct the you right there. Yes, they sure will. Absolutely, absolutely,
0: and, and like you said, you're doing this amazing giveaway. So you know, if you want to go out there, put your bling on display. Go to uh the the Facebook page. Is it just Little John's on Facebook? Little John's Jewelry. Little
4: John's Derby Jewelry.
0: Derby Jewelry on Facebook. Go there, get your best bling, take your picture, put it on there. You have a chance to win. A, you said a ten carat. It'll be a
4: it'll be a ten carat semi solid. Uh, gold rope chain, and on Facebook, you can go to John J. Tan. You'll see the little John's Derby jewelry logo, or you can go to Little John's Derby jewelry. There's two Facebook accounts one's John J. Tan, that's my real name, and then uh, Little John. So, uh, Little John's Derby jewelry on Facebook. You can still, it's not too late because they'll be giving it away on Monday
0: on Monday. Okay, awesome. There we go. What's that? Now I'm have to go home. I'm to get it. I'm have to pop in. I got some of my my, my, my grandmother's old jersey. I'm have to go in there. I'm going to get blinged all the way up. I I'm, I'm more the Mr. T. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go. I'm putting five or six seven chains on John. Okay. you know. I got to hook it up, you know you what I'm saying? Hey, hey, you know I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I've been told, yeah. I'm kind of a big guy, so I feel like I can handle more than Damn. one chain. I can handle a little bit more. Well, I appreciate you coming in this morning. I'm very, very excited for you. Uh, continued luck. Derby 150 upcoming. Make sure you get out there to Little John's Derby Jewelry. He's going to get you ready. He's going to have you fly ready for the catwalk. You know, I, I do a lot of the Derby parties, so I'm sure I've seen your jewelry everywhere. The Phillies and Stallions Gala is one of the biggest events. I'm um, awesome. ama- it's, it's amazing. And I, I'm sure you've been uh, awesome. in and around all of them. That's Personally my favorite um, So no I, I definitely appreciate you coming in Man I can't wait to see What's coming up next Sean thank you so much Thank you so much There we go I'll tell you what We're gonna go ahead Hit our next break This is uh, Big X Sports Radio With Sean Myers Intern and Turner Roman Taking care of you And we'll be back On the Big X Sing it
1: daddy Sing it
2: daddy Hey Be right huh Ha Take my mind away. Roll like a mushroom and cow. I'm
1: taking it just to get the ultimate.
0: The sky. And welcome back in, welcome back in. Last segment of the show, Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers taking care of you this morning. Uh, intern Roman in the building as well. Once again, big thanks to Little John of Little John's Derby Jewelry for coming in and being a part of the show. Hey, uh, let me tell you something. My man is just all energy swagged out. Uh, you know, had the chains on the rings. I absolutely love his energy. I love his passion. And, you know, you, you can definitely tell he he uh, loves what he does. So, no, de- definitely appreciated him getting in. Make sure you go out there to the Facebook page, Little John's Derby Jewelry. Uh, take your best picture to look like Little John. Th- throw your bling on get on there. You may win a, a, a 10-carat rope. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a semi-solid rope. So, I mean, that's big time. Roman, that was pretty good, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, I liked it. It was cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I had the, the good folks from HBO in here as well, uh, you know, uh, taking some film. Uh, so exciting. Very, very exciting.
1: Little John's always a super, super positive guy, so.
0: Yes, 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 absolutely. No, I love it. I Like I said, I, the, the whole thing about uh, <laughs> uh, getting the piercings for the dogs. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Like I knew that was the one thing I wanted to ask him when I found out that he was going to be on the show. I was like, "What's the weirdest thing that people got chains for the dogs, piercings for the dogs? Like people love their animals." I'm man.
1: curious because he's just been such a big name that surely some somebody we don't realize has gone in there and got them a. Little oh, chain. Whether I'm it's a, sure Lamar Jackson or a Russ Smith I'm, or somebody, especially or being right, or- right
0: there next to Cher- Churchill Downs, I am sure he has outfitted. You know, so the best and the brightest uh, from, you know, sports, movies, uh, you know, everything. Uh, Yeah, I I am sure. You know, like I said, in this with this Derby 150, man, like like honestly, I know people that have been uh, reserving hotels and stuff for two years ahead of time. really yes like uh you know getting prepared like you know before derby 149 last year there were people that were already getting reservations churchill downs was taking reservations for derby 150
1: that's crazy yeah so it was my first derby at churchill downs last year
0: oh is that right okay oh yeah. it is a it is a mass of humanity
1: i never realized it yeah how how chaotic it really is it is unbelievable in the best way possible yes very very it's crazy chaotic
0: it is crazy it is crazy uh, but yeah, no. But he he's a good dude. I definitely appreciated him coming in and being a part of the show. Super super excited for that, uh, and, and really getting 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 excited for this uh, this Super Bowl, man. Uh, you know, I'm I am, you know we we we've been prognosticating and talking about it, you know, and some of the things that we talked about earlier, Roman, just kind of with the X's and O's. I, I always caution against people like a lot of times, man, when everybody thinks it's a layup, you know. Like, that's when things go the other way. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's just so much um, Patrick Mahomes love, and I think people, like, have gotten away from the X's and O's. Like, they've fallen in love so much with the story of Patrick Mahomes, with, um, you know, Travis Kelsey, and, uh, you know, that, that, that whole thing uh, with Taylor Swift. It just feels like that, the whole romance of the story, if that makes sense, has taken over, and people have stopped talking about football.
1: Yeah, like the celebrity side of it's almost yes. more of a thing than... Yes, you know, the, sh-
0: the show that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Because Chief.
1: those two names, are, are Kelsey and Mahomes, are more notable than Purdy and McCaffrey, which is debatable. Um, <laughs> that's just what's supposed to happen now all of a sudden, it seems like. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there. that Here's one thing I don't like. The Ravens lost that football game. They <laughs> The NFL did not want Taylor Swift... You know, like, it's not like that was the reasoning behind why this right. is the matchup. There's It's right. football. Right. You know, the Chiefs did not run out. Now, whether or not the Chiefs or the Ravens didn't run the ball as much as they should have now, uh, God only knows why, you know, like why they didn't run the ball as much as you would have thought they would have. But, yeah. you know, there's some people going out there saying this is what the script writers wanted. This is, this is the matchup that, you know, that they wanted us to have and da-da-da-da-da. And I just, what do you think of that? I mean, you know... <laughs>
0: Now, do I think that the NFL would love to have Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl and everything that comes with that? Absolutely, because she, she makes money. I mean, uh, they said that Taylor Swift was worth $300 million in revenue for the Chiefs this year, I think they said, in additional revenue just because of her being associated with it. They, they made an extra $300 million. <laughs> Like, that's crazy. Um, but that, that's estimated, you know, I mean, but hey, you know, it's, it's good for the brand. So I think that the NFL definitely would have loved to have the Taylor Swift thing be uh, a thing, quote unquote, for the Super Bowl. But I don't think it was a situation where because it's good for business that they did anything to make it happen. Now, you know, the, the whole thing with the referee being – you know, the guy being a part of so many road teams being successful, I think that's just more happenstance. Like, there was nothing that happened out there. Now, did Isaiah likely get tackled in the end zone? Yes. You know, were there some questionable pass interference calls? Yes. Was the officiating, you know, slanted towards um, the Chiefs? Yes. Um, But I don't think necessarily it was egregious. I think that it was a lot more had to do with the Ravens not doing what they needed to do. But, you know, that – Everything that happened, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with what happens this Sunday. And, and I think that the the Chiefs are still going to have to go out there. They're still a team that struggles to stop the run. You know, with Trenton Williams and the rest of those, uh, those offensive linemen for the 49ers, they're going to run the football early and often. And if uh, McCaffrey is able to run that ball early like I expected he will, um, it's going to be a situation that's going to set up Brock Purdy to run that play action, and they're going to be able to get Ayuk over the top or Debo Samuel in space, um, and then there, there's going to be trouble. It's going to be a situation. Like, I don't think this is going to be necessarily a low-scoring game. I think this is going to be a lot more similar to the uh, the Bills game. Uh, I think it's going to be a bit more of a, you know, shot-for-shot shot type of deal, uh, kind of the way the Lions of 49ers game was. Yeah. Um, and the question is going to be, um, will Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey – I mean. Travis Kelsey. Let's not get it twisted. Travis Kelsey had a one of his best, if not his best game of his career versus the Ravens two weeks ago. Like
1: definitely, definitely of the season, I want to say ten
0: catches in the first half. Yeah, that's... I believe. <laughs> like and unbelievable catches. Like and they needed all of that. The, yeah, the you know the every, Chiefs
1: every third down they got they needed
0: they needed all of
1: that. We got a caller on. Let's see what they to win today. that game. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, 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 let's go ahead and get Jay on there. Uh, Jay, Jay Jay has on the line. Jay, how you doing this morning? Good
1: morning. Good
2: morning. Smell like a million bucks. What's up?
0: Hey, 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 hey. Not much, brother. How you doing?
2: I'm doing fine, man. I'm doing fine, sir. My my feet touched the ground this morning.
0: There you go. There you go. Absolutely. So, Jay has, I know we got the we got a big a big shindig coming up soon.
2: Yeah, man, I, I got to really, really stand out and let people know. But I want people to talk about me if I'm being a god. You know what I mean, Rajan?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely,
2: But
0: yeah. I just hold on <laughs> I ain't going to tell me to hold on a sec. you on the on the radio. Yeah. Man. That is crazy. He just, this man just told me to hold up a sec on a, in the middle of a radio conversation that the world can hear. That is crazy. <laughs> hey.
2: Let me just say this real quick, and uh, what really disturbed me really bad. Yes, sir. We talked about it last night, man. That Lamar Jackson doesn't have any endorsements. Yeah, and and I think it's totally wrong. Um, you know how you know how you know how people you know how the government controls things, uh, uh, Rashawn, and manipulate stuff. We went to the moon, this is that. It's all about being controlled. You know, he's not a guy that that came out of a real big, pretty, beautiful home. You know, and, uh, man, Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And he, the guy's never been in trouble. And uh, he's not a Patrick Mahomes. He's none of them guys. He's Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But it's a shame this man has two MVPs, and uh, it doesn't get any respect at all.
1: Or any commercials. Have you noticed that, Jay Has? Well, how come? How come Lamar's never on the State Farm commercial? It's like they—it's like they don't want to because accept that addiction. he's the face of the or a potential face of the NFL for some reason.
2: It's because of his diction, because of how the way he talks, is down south. Yeah, Yeah. I agree.
1: I just feel like they could. You no, know, yo, know, he, he,
2: he ain't one of my good old boys. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. One of my good old boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he's he's not light skinned with pretty hair. You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> Hold on, what's wrong with light skin be- with pretty hair?
2: Well, then so I'm that, uh, You know, i he ain't got
0: BBs and stuff in his head. You know what I mean? <laughs> BBs, this dude. Boy, you you are on one this morning. Look, we had look, we had little John uh, Derby jewelry in the building. You had HBO in the building. Now you come on talking about some BBs. It's only on Wake Up Five O Two. This is what you gonna <laughs> I, get.
2: I, I tell you what. Every Sean, before you go, give away a pair of them, uh, give away one of them uh, complimentary tickets,
0: man. Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely, yeah. And I just sent uh, uh, the Roman uh, the commercial, so I- I'm gonna see if we can we can get that and, and play it for you after we get off. But yeah, we got the the, uh, the Jay Has Celebrity Birthday Bash upcoming, so uh, you know definitely yeah. want you guys uh, to text in uh, to the show. Okay, and we're going to give away two tickets for the birthday bash. So we're going to pick one at random. So 502-414-1450. Uh, we're going to give away two complimentary tickets for the Jay Has Birthday Bash. It's going to be upcoming. That's uh, February 24th, right, Jay? That's correct, 24th of February. There we go. We got uh, got got um, the tickets at the door, $15. VIP is what, 75 That's correct. There we go. There we go. That's going to be upcoming. So uh, it's going to be huge. There's going to be a lot of celebrities, uh, sports figures, uh, you know, television, music, uh every year it is an absolutely amazing event uh so i c- cannot wait to give away those two tickets again 502-414-1450 email us uh or, or shoot, shoot us a text into the text line and we will pick one at random and then reply to you if you uh, won the ticket so definitely uh reach out to us uh that's the jay has celebrity birthday bash uh, jay do you got a, a pick for the super bowl who's gonna win it before you get out of here
2: Man, Kansas City by I say twenty
0: I say uh, thirty-one to twenty-four. 31, Kansas, 24 city. Kansas City. Okay, there we go. You, you win like Flint? Hey, does Louisville beat Georgia Tech today? By the way, Jay. Is Louisville no, going to get the win?
2: Georgia Tech way? comes with a youngster
0: and beat Louisville. Oh, oh! Are you going to the game? You going? You go you, you going down there for the game? I don't know. You going? Uh, well, you know, I, 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 you know, I, if Kenny Payne still likes me, I don't know if he's going to throw something at me if you <laughs> see me in the press conference, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm gonna get there. I haven't been been able to get down there for the last couple, so yeah, I'm gonna try to get down there today. <laughs>
2: well, you tickle me,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jay, I appreciate, I appreciate you, man. We're gonna run your commercial, all right? All right, thank you, Doc. Yeah, no problem. Man. Have a good one, Jay Haz, There we go. Uh, the 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 esteemed, prestigious one himself, Mister Jay Haz, Jerry Hazard, uh, one of the best, long standing personalities in radio here in the city of Louisville. Definitely appreciate him. Uh, Roman, did, did, were you able to get that commercial up? Can, 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 can we run that?
3: It's the Jay Hasz Celebrity Birthday Bash, February 24th at 9 p.m. at 21 Germantown, at 1481 South Shelby Street in Louisville, Kentucky. Come party with celebrities from the NBA, NFL, Louisville Cardinals, Kentucky Wildcats, Atlanta Housewives, Nappy Root, and more. And other the ones in TJ. And the G-Man. And Gerald Gerald Gerald. get your tickets early for $15 or pay $20 at the door. Call 502-889-1366 for VIP info. By Ember James. Hey, it's the j Has Celebrity Birthday Badge, February 24th at 9 p.m. at 21 Germantown at 1481 South Shelby Street in Louisville with DJ Cool Bree and the G-Man and on the, the one's Gerald and Harrison. Harrison. Tickets are Harrison. $15 in advance and $20 at it's the door. It's the j Has Celebrity Birthday Badge. This event is sponsored by Dr. Patton at Roots 101 Museum, Stephen Stubbs Realty, at Triple J
1: Delivers Incorporated
0: there we go. There we go. Very, very quality uh, production value there. On very. That I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get in there. I'm going to have to send my text. I don't think y'all <laughs> know my number yet. Let's see if I can sneak me a couple free tickets. Hey, you know,
0: hey, I'm telling it's going to be huge. Like, we did it, uh, you know, we've we've done it at a few different places. Um, you know, of course, we were out at Jock's Sports Bar last year. We tried to advise, uh, you know, Jocks that. Um, it's going to be a humongous, a humongous event. So make sure you are max staffed in terms of bartenders and food staff. And I don't know if they just didn't pay attention, I didn't believe exactly how big the event was going to be. Um, it was like three or four deep at the bar, like all night. No way, like for a big party like that. Yeah, it, it was it was un. Believable, like, and they didn't. They had regular staffing. They had two bartenders and just a couple people back in the kitchen. They were swamped all night. We're like, we tried to tell you, we tried to tell you that every year Jay has celebrity birthday bash is humongous. Um, so definitely get your tickets out there. Can't wait to see everybody out there. I'm gonna
1: have to get my way. I'm gonna have to buy tickets if I don't win them because that sounds like a you know opportunity to meet some cool people there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. You're definitely gonna meet some people. A cast of characters Jay has always has. Uh, you know, a, a great you know, puts together a great event. Um, it's gonna be fun. Uh, you know, it, it, you know the donations go uh, to uh, to uh, Louisville uh, football, youth football. So you know, uh, it's just it's a great it's a great amazing time. We always have a good time with it. So yeah, yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, but yeah, twenty first in Germantown. That's gonna be going down. Oh, plus big shout out to my people out at More Shenanigans. We were out there uh, last night for karaoke over there at forty five twenty one uh, Barstown Road. Uh, right there on the corner of Breckenridge and Barstown Road, uh, Miss Krista was hooking it up last night. I, now, now I got Roman. I had the the chili dog a couple weeks ago. Um, did. I did the wings last night. How were they? The buffalo wings, I, just outstanding. Let me tell. I'm just telling you. If y'all have not gone out there, y'all know I love karaoke. So they do the karaoke every Friday night. But more shenanigans is a great place any night. Great drink specials. Uh, the wings were thunder.
1: Were they crispy?
0: Oh, I mean, perfect. Like they were oh, literally okay, perfect. Okay. I'll have to go in there then. I haven't had no, them. Man, I'm telling you, uh, uh, Miss Krista told me that I, you know, me talking about the chili dog because I said the chili dog is like a whole meal. That's the biggest hot dog I've ever seen. Is humongous hot dog. Uh, you know, they put on there, they put all the the chili and the onions. It looks almost like a salad. There's so much on the Chili Dog. It's amazing. It was so good. She said somebody came in, mentioned that he heard about the Chili Dog on the show, and gave it a you know 100% rating. So just get out there. Tell Miss Chrissy you heard about us on Wake Up 502. Go out there. She's going to take care of you. So definitely appreciate the folks at More Shenanigans as well. But, Roman, I tell you what, I know we're coming up against the end of the show. I need your prediction for the Super Bowl, sir. Who are you taking? Give me a score, and who's going to be the MVP?
1: Gosh, that's tough that's tough um i want to say you've convinced me throughout the day i'm gonna go 49ers take the win and a fourth quarter comeback comeback meaning they maybe just get the lead for the first time in the game and they win let's go 27 24 i like
0: it 27 24 three point victory i love it uh right now uh ESPN bet uh, is giving me uh, odds on this game. What is
1: two-point favorite for uh, the San Chiefs? Francisco the minus 49ers?
0: one and a half. So it's one down and a half. to one and a half. It's bet down to one and a half. Um, so basically just about a push-em. I mean, I know that there's, uh, the Niners are a slight favorite, but you might as well just say it's a push-em. It's going to come down to who's going to win the game. Yeah. Uh, um. There's. Not, I've not seen too many one point wins. So
1: Louisville's favored to win by one point today as well. Yeah. So imagine that. Yeah. First time in a few weeks.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so you know, I, I am. I'm gonna take the Niners. Uh, it may just be hopeful thinking, but I say McCaffrey gets it done. Mahomes goes home whining and crying. Uh. And, and give give me the 49ers Uh. Twenty eight. Twenty four. I like that as uh, well. So like uh, that, that as well. that's that's where I'm going with it. Uh, big appreciative of just uh, you know appreciation to everybody, little John for little John's Derby Jewelry, uh, Jay Has for calling in, everybody who texted in. Uh, yes, I saw uh, Bradshaw kiss the Tennessee player on accident. Uh, that was funny in the UK Tennessee game. That was hilarious. Uh, but <laughs> we're gonna go ahead text us and then that. So I had to to that. That's funny. I definitely appreciate you guys. Love you guys. We're out. This is Big X Sports Radio. Wake up five oh two.